0: Oh, well, wow. Chandler, my knuckles are popped, my joints are lubricated. I think that's what that does, or like the nitrous gas is released. I'm ready to let the conversation flow.
1: Yeah, I uh, I heard all the popping, and now we can start. <laughs> I'm kind of over. Well, 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 is that like rude of me, or is that gonna make like people feel like I don't know, like I it's a am stable. like losing the it's- with a podcast? It's the brand. It's just who we are.
0: People love well, well, well. Like, you have no idea how much that phrase means to others.
1: Do you have like data points on this? Or is this just like. (laughs) Yes, I do. Because whenever I
0: say, oh, what should like the merch phrase be? Or what do you want on merch? There are always people who put well, well, well.
1: That's true.
0: So why don't you just stop trying to take things from other people today? Well, well, well. Okay. First disclaimer right off the bat, you guys, I'm so sorry. I am, um, not at home. Well, actually it doesn't even matter. I have my mic with me. I should be able to record with perfect audio, but my mic has stopped working. And so I'm recording with my computer mic. So if it sounds a little different, that is why it'll be fixed by the Patreon episode this Friday. But unfortunately, um, Yes, I am operating with only my computer's microphone. So the sound quality is not going to be as good this week. And unfortunately, I know it was really kind of off with Amber too. So anyway, we appreciate everyone's patience sticking with us in spite of the technical difficulties. And all I will say is, please do not go write a uh, bad review of this podcast because of temporary technical issues
1: like someone did from the Amber episode. Oh, didn't see that. People are out for blood. And please, um Not everyone has an like not all of our guests have like a microphone set up. So anyways, let's stop threatening our listeners and let's just move right along.
0: Okay, let's do it. Um, Chan, we have, as I always say, so much to get into, lots to talk about. I'm thrilled to be chatting with you. I'm very happy because I feel like we've just been in like this weird fugue state. I don't even know how to describe it because I've been gone. We've just been so out of sync.
1: Yep. Yep. I know. It's true.
0: And we just really haven't had like the classic pop apologists, you and me chatting about modern day issues, current events. We really right. haven't had that chemistry and
1: moment together in a while. So it feels good to be back in the saddle. Yeah, it does feel good to be back in the saddle. I feel like it has. Yeah, it's been a second. So Let's get into, you know, the the stuff of today that we've been meaning to talk about. And I feel like also we just haven't been talking a lot as sisters because, you know, you've been traversing the globe and um, you know, we just I feel like we've lost some of our connection to each other. So I'm excited the to rekindle is, that. Is like,
0: I've had some profound human experiences, which sounds so corny oh, gosh. and I'm sorry. Yeah.
1: But like yeah. I can't
0: even tell you about them because I'm like I have to save it for the Patreon. So there's so I know, much
1: discussed- I still haven't told you. We've discussed this issue before, and yeah, it's really it's taken a, it's toll. But anyways, okay, let's let's get into it. Hopefully, we can rebuild and rekindle on this episode. <laughs> Hopefully, we can rebuild our relationship, and we don't need to pull
0: a Shannon and David Bedore and go to some like weird love camp Here where lies we can pretend to be dead. Shannon Bedore.
1: <laughs> Here lies Lori I love also. All the flashbacks to that from OC are so good. They're also, it's really (laughs) dark that like that's filmed because it's like some really brutal like marriage moments. But also that marriage camp, like.
0: (laughs) I do feel like my ice cold soul has been thawed to a great degree. But still even watching that scene, it just makes, it makes my
1: heart cringe. Like I'm not, I'm not there yet. I'm not there yet. I mean honestly it's just the part where they have to pretend that they're like lying in their grave <laughs> and their like spouse is reading their like a is it is it like their eulogy or like are they a, like a love letter to them or something it's Ugh. it's some sort of like um
0: message um it's some sort of like, message thinking- to yeah. yeah to the other world you know like the mm-hmm. letter you would have written
1: what you should have said
0: yeah right. exactly while they're lying in front of like styrofoam or like poster board cut out uh, gravestones made from michael's yes.
1: <laughs> it is really oh. bad do you ever kind of selfishly like this is kind of dark would you ever like want someone to do that for you just so you could like get a ton of validation well i've always
0: thought that i would love my funeral to be while i'm still alive so i could hear all the compliments yes and absolutely like, reverse the narrative yeah. about how wonderful i was like literally like revisionist history is people's funerals like suddenly it's just like they were angels on earth
1: maybe some of these you know negative reviews about our poor audio would you know get reversed maybe there'd be some revisionist history there
0: yeah if we walk if we walk through the valley of death maybe we can get some of these three-star reviews uh, reversed and maybe it's worth it you know honestly Honestly, it might be it might be for my own mental health like I just I I love it. it. Was almost like love this podcast, but I had one issue with one episode. So now it's a three star. Here's your here's,
1: <laughs> here's your permanent <laughs> review about it. Yeah. <laughs> also, anyway, it doesn't bug us at all. It doesn't bug us at all. Here's my hot take. I don't look at these until you tip me off that like they I know. That some of them have gone sour, and then it just like kills my vibe so much. Um, it's I'm just sorry. it's so no, it's okay. It's all good. It is just not the place to give us feedback. If you want to give if you love our pod and actually want to give us feedback, DM us. If you love our pod if you hate our pod and for and you know choose to forever hate it, you know, leave us a negative review if that's really what you feel like you must do. But if you have like ongoing constructive feedback, like <laughs> leave it in a DM, you know, where we can actually address yes. it. Send us
0: it from your burner account. It can be anonymous. Like a hundred percent. One of the things I love from Amber's episode was when she said that she's had so much growth from criticism. And like right, she's like, right. no, there were things I needed to learn, and like a hundred percent, I believe that about especially you. And I think if people have things okay. that you know you need to learn, or <laughs> oh, potentially gosh. me, um, send like send it to us. But
1: right. as a and the of off rating, chance that it's just, about oh, me, yeah. Then you know the knife cuts deep on those iTunes it sure <laughs> Apple does. iTunes reviews. It's fine, it's fine. You know, I just gave a presentation at work about like I had to give like an about me this is a funny story. I haven't told you this yet. Um, are you okay if I just go into this? Did you, oh, did you oh, need no, me to finish out this orange, the orange County bit? I'm, I'm ready to go into Chandler here. Are You mad at me. Okay. Um, yes. <laughs> <laughs> I, so yes, I had to give a presentation about myself and I like, just, it's just like one slide and I had to kind of run through like personal life, cr- kind of a little bit of my career journey, yada, yada, yada. And um, I I take beta blockers sometimes before I have presentations. I actually have been taking them a lot less. But if I think I'm going to get nervous, I'll take one. And so, but the the problem is that uh, propanol or whatever it is, doesn't protect against being embarrassing. It protects against me, you know, feeling the effects of adrenaline when I get nervous. Yeah. So, in fact, it did because I was feeling so good and just confident that I didn't write a script. Okay. So, I just free balled it. All right. Okay. And I get up there or I get on Zoom, share my screen, and it's going well. I'm talking about, well, you know, I was here and then moved here and you know, I've only met a few coworkers in person, whole song and dance. And I have some pictures on the right of like my life. Okay, I've got like, an aura photo of me. I've got like a, like just some funny little, you know, snapshots of Chan. And mm-hmm. I also have a picture of Ben and I. And I don't know why, oh, but gosh. this I didn't really have an ending planned. So I'm just kind of like, and you know, on the right are just like a few snapshots of my life, blah, blah, blah. There's this one. There's this one. And then, and in the bottom right-hand corner, that's me and my boyfriend who I moved to New York for, hashtag vulnerable. All right. On to the next person. Thank you so much. Literally, that that's how I landed the plane. That was like, the freaking ending. No, hashtag vulnerable to like, like literally 40 people I've like, I've never even met oh that is just so cringe i mean honestly especially given like
0: working like under the wing of cheryl sandberg like i don't know how far i know probably like 100 degrees of separation still just i just moved us like, back
1: like 100 years for yeah. sure yeah you're not making you're not my uh, boyfriend who i moved to new york for it's like why did i have to just wear my heart on my sleeve in that meeting why couldn't i have just been like that's me and my boyfriend i love yeah, living in totally. new york that's, that's so all. funny
0: and did you had any
1: reaction or was it
0: just like an awkward cringe yeah, moment
1: people were laughing people were like smiling oh, and sending cute. hearts like on zoom yeah i mean i think my brand is like kind of like i don't know i don't know how to have a refined polished energy at all to save my life excuse me to save my <laughs> life
0: okay well glad to know you're still human the queen of relatability is keeping her Great. crown
1: so um embarrassing.
0: Okay, let's get on to unless you are you have you
1: closed the circle on that one or is there I, more I you want? I I think so as keep, much keep as I can. With? I've healed as much as I can until I speak with my therapist Ruth in a week. <laughs> <laughs>
0: um okay, so I we have a lot to get into this week. I do want to say one thing. It's going to be super super brief, okay? Ready okay. for this? Okay. Here's some housekeeping. Well, it's kind of, we're on the, the territory of, like, criticism and, you know, all that. Um, someone I... complained. Oh, Go my ahead. gosh. Is this about me? No, it has nothing to do with you. You're seriously so okay. self-absorbed.
1: Well, I'm just like, well, you're, you're like, it's kind of, so a... Listen, if we could just play it the last 30 seconds. We're like, we're kind of on the subject already. You know, this is only going to take a minute. It's <laughs> just like, someone complained about, and then the cliffhanger. No, I'm just what? kidding. You're like, you are
0: self-absorbed, but in a totally natural way, um, just like the rest of us. Thank but you. But you're a wonderful person. Um, okay, here's the deal. Someone complained about my solo Patreon episode. Um, they said it was not funny and that it was, like, too <laughs> Zend out. Uh, they called me maybe a wannabe Jack Dorsey. Okay? Cuts deep, Whoa.
1: People.
0: Yeah. Anyway. I don't Wait, really these, know. Are like, these
1: people commenting on the Patreon,
0: like, page? It was just one person, um anyway, it's all good it's it's all good. Here is the disclaimer though this podcast is going to be dynamic. There are going to be times, especially when they're bonus episodes, that we're not like that we're not doing like a song and dance. it's not like an I love Lucy episode, you know like it's 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 yeah. dynamic. We're talking about like oh here's and the reason why I'm saying this ahead of the content is like. We're about to talk about the Bill Gates stuff. We're about to talk about the Movie Star Me article where Jake Gyllenhaal was hitting on that intern at work. And, you know, we're about to talk about a lot of sexual harassment, and stuff like that. Anyway, I just kind of want to say, this podcast is going to run the gamut of tones. And that's just, like, the only way we can create an authentic Content. experience.
1: Yeah, and also, like, the we don't always like go deep when we talk to each other, when we like, you know, call each other to have a conversation. It's just what it is that day, you know? And maybe that's a really like loose brief and that bothers people that we're content creators who, you know, don't always have incredible content, but you know, whatever, man. Yeah.
0: It's just, this is not, this podcast is not a sitcom. It is not something that is always going to deliver the same note. And because because we're human and we have also, varied life experiences and we want to deliver off I would rather be authentic and run the gamut than always trying to like do this like comedy hour.
1: You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean you and I we've just explored a lot of different like ways to come up with what we're doing. And I think that the more rehearsed we try to be, the less fun and natural it is. So Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, Absolutely. and also to, I'll just say on inner de- defense, like solo episodes are so hard because you're just literally speaking into the void, you don't have really anyone's energy to bounce off of, um oh my gosh, yeah, you know, it's Brutal. super hard, so and that was a bonus anyways, people are out for blood, we love everybody, um except for the people who have any type of criticism for us,
0: yeah, okay, mm-hmm. we're moving on, um Chandler, do you want to get into yeah. movie star me or do you want st- to
1: movie star me or Melinda? Where where do you want to go first? Um, I think we'll start with uh, movie star and me. Or do you want to start okay. with Melinda? Actually, let's start with Melinda.
0: Okay. Whatever. Um. Okay. okay. Let's start with Melinda. So Melinda Gates was interviewed by Gail King. One Gail King. Mm-hmm. Um. And it's just just kind of interesting. Just I've always had this thought. Like, how amazing is it that like being Oprah's BFF? Like basically catapulted Gail King into
1: becoming the next Diane Sawyer. It's kind of cool. Well, she, yeah, it is that's cool. But cool. also wasn't wasn't Gail King kind of on the come up, like on her own? I I can't say it's all due to Oprah.
0: Mm, Gotta give I some like credit to the Gales
1: of the world, Lauren. I don't you know. Feel like
0: I, I know it's not like I love how I'm talking. Like Gail's never done any work. It's yeah. Just
1: yeah. Just like Gail slept her way thinking. to the top. <laughs>
0: um okay scratch that whatever Just kidding. i, I, I want to start really out really this segment that i have
1: nothing but the utmost respect for gail king
0: i want to start out this segment yeah i'm gonna scratch that um and delete it i want to channel i'm gonna start this segment applauding gail king for the, her accomplishments in journalism and how okay. hard she's worked to get to where she is today i think it's incredible
1: yeah. yes um, yes
0: okay so hard-hitting she, content she interviewed melinda gates about mm-hmm. her her um how did melinda phrase it her irretrievably broken marriage to bill yeah
1: mm-hmm. gutting
0: gutting Th- that poetic language funny mm-hmm. fact for anyone who didn't hear the episode where we recapped their uh, dissolution of marriage we didn't know that the words irretrievably broken were the legal the legal language you have to use to initiate a divorce.
1: So, so we were just this, like gosh. <laughs> so we were just like, oh my gosh. Could this woman have chosen more cutting, more serious, like horrific? I mean, you say those words and love dies everywhere around you. Ir- irretrievably broken. Like, irretrievably. irretrievably I mean We waxed poetic about that for at least 15 minutes. At
0: least. Like, we, I mean, created visual, like, sonic lyrics about, like, the incredible, just the images that are conjured by what is broken and you can no longer retrieve. I mean, it's irretrievable. I mean,
1: it's it's gone. It's lost. It's forever, you know, in the void.
0: It's reft, It's rendered asunder. It Mm -hmm. is just... Anyway, it was so hilarious because we were like, "This just shows the depths of brokenness right. that Melinda yes. is <laughs> suffering from." Like this, the words are there. That's all we needed. Those two words yeah. to show us everything we need to know about the right. divorce. And we got it. This- was
1: like another conscious uncoupling type of moment where it was just like, "Yeah, you know yeah. the whole story with the words."
0: Exactly. And um, this listener DMed. And she's like, I'm an attorney. And no offense, <laughs> has daughters of divorce attorneys. But you probably know that this is just like the legal language everyone has to use. Okay. Anyway. So Melissa, Melinda heard that episode. And she yeah. decided to get to talk with Gayle King to actually set
1: the record straight. You know? Right, right, right. One note up at the top about this interview. I was searching for the the extended version. Because I thought that there was like a two hour long special. Like
0: oh, you thought this detailed. was like a so like a Meghan Markle interview? Yes. In absolutely. Absolutely.
1: Oh my gosh. So like That's I was so searching funny. for probably 15 minutes. Okay, I'm like, okay, I get it. Here's the recap. Here's the ten minute version. And then I realized, oh no, this is literally a 10 minute interview. Tops. Yeah. <laughs> and which what, what dawned on me is like, wow, to be a truly rich person where you give 10 minutes of your time and the world goes crazy. Like Lauren and I literally put out 2.5 hours worth of our thoughts to the world (laughs) every single week. And people are like, I just didn't, you know, just this week, it didn't really hit ladies. (laughs) Anyway, the contrast there is striking. I will say, I mean, Um, also, yeah, I mean, just obviously, clearly she's not just besides being a, a rich person. She's also a thought leader and, you know, the moment of lift, blah, blah, blah. So anyways, just 10 minutes of her time oh is, is really precious.
0: My favorite is moment of lift, blah, blah, blah. Like, what went wrong in your life? That moment of lift, blah, blah, blah. Like, blah, blah, blah is what comes, comes to your mind. Moment of the lift. The words moment of lift. About, like, women <laughs> in, like, poverty in Africa. Like, trying to create tiny businesses Look, to, like, I just support themselves.
1: Moment of lift and becoming. I both started and then didn't finish at all. So <laughs> I'm
0: a and, terrible so- person. That is literally the irretrievably broken of your life. Like, that tells us everything we need to know about you. Please. Yeah. (laughs) Okay, that's the title of the episode. Moment of lift, blah, blah, blah. Um, Thank you. Don't have to think (laughs) of one later. (laughs) Okay. Here's the thing. Here's the thing about this interview. I prefer fiction. What can I say? (laughs) I'm just kidding. Oh, my gosh. I just prefer looking at rich pretty people i want to watch soy georgina you're
1: having a lauren moment right now i okay. know i know i'm a, i am i Here's care the about the uyghurs like i care about causes okay i'm done oh my gosh um
0: that's beautiful yes you do if chandler's been like covering the uk Ukra- the, what's going on in ukraine on her personal account in a very sweet way
1: so yeah, she's actually, yeah on those. I, i'm not all bad i just i honestly i think like But here's the problem. Both of those books I got on Audible and I never finish Audible books because I just don't really do well with audiobooks. Mm -hmm. And so I was like, I'm going to listen to this every morning before I go to work so that I feel better as a feminist in corporate America. Blah, blah, blah. And I didn't (laughs) finish it.
0: Okay, well, thank you for your your defense. Your defense has been submitted. Thank you. Um, we'll see what the reviews okay. say and how the verdict comes in. But the point is, is that I read some articles before I watched the interview, and I knew it would be on some level a nothing burger. Like she didn't, yeah. she didn't go on and like smear him or
1: give You've us never a heard movie. that expression before. A
0: nothing burger.
1: A nothing burger, like a cheeseburger.
0: Yeah, it's a big nothing burger.
1: I don't know something. Is this Kagan like a says. crypto term or something? Yeah, that's I had a feeling. Know nothing burger okay. okay that's cool though thank you um, anyway people love the vocab so
0: nothing burger there you yeah, go everyone sure do <laughs> um here's the thing and this is my like takeaway okay the okay. Po- very point of this interview was to do two things one mm-hmm. it was to demonstrate that she is good like this that she's yeah. That this divorce for her is positive. Like, yes, right. it was hell to go through, but she's yeah. in a positive place. Yeah. So that was I say would be like uh mission number two, like mm-hmm. two two number two priority. But the first priority, mm-hmm. the main point of this entire interview, this nothing burger of an interview, which made it a total burger, was to just say yeah, just intimate and, and imply mm-hmm. that everyone's beliefs about Bill Gates and Jeffrey Epstein
1: are correct right right right? A thousand percent. So okay so back to my earlier point about this only being 10 minutes long okay Th- there was only like four questions that were asked basically okay right And all of these questions were extremely like hot questions questions about Bill's affair. With also, like, not just, like, that, his affairs, but just, like, also this one other woman, right? Um, right. And then the questions about Epstein. And then I think there were some, I guess there were some other ones, like, are you dating? You know, blah, blah, blah. Um, and both of those questions, she does not refute any of it. She just says, you need to ask Bill. Which I think is, like, I mean, I think that's an astonishing answer because she does not defend him at all. There is no defense for him. It is just like smoking him out.
0: Well, and here's the thing I also want to say. I also want to say this. You have to remember, this is the father of her children. So you mm-hmm. would think that if there was any plausible deniability that he didn't, you know, go to Pedophile Island, right. she'd want to put that out there to protect yeah. the reputation of right. the, her children's father.
1: hmm hmm Did you get the chills when she talked about, like jeffrey epstein being pure evil in person i don't say
0: i wouldn't i didn't have a physiological reaction oh. like my body didn't react but i will say that um i thought it was interesting that she said that and what i will say I mean, is that i think go ahead
1: for someone who's had profound like you know spiritual experiences you seem to be really out of touch
0: well it's not i guess i just i don't know i feel like when it comes to jeffrey epstein I'm just now kind of thinking out loud, but I feel like Melinda Mm -hmm. Gates is probably the exact type of woman he hates. Like she's a woman who, like, is powerful. She's not yeah thirteen. She doesn't seem to give a about like patriarchal standards. Like she's like she's clearly free, and I feel like there must have been an interesting energy between the two of them. You know, oh, I'm sure. I mean, he's like leading her husband
1: astray. I feel like this also went further than just like them having like a terse interaction, or just like, I mean, she she literally said he was like evil incarnate. Like, yeah, she basically so said that she she basically like said that I don't know, like I almost like it's like a movie or something. But like you know, when this person enters the room, the shutters you know slam close and the lights go off. Like, like core horror vibes. He just had this like I don't even villain doesn't even feel like the strongest word, but yeah, like just a truly evil person. Where, you know, when when he enters the room or when he is there, like, there's a dark presence that's felt. He's dark-sided, you could say. Dark-sided, dark-sided.
0: Everyone, if you have not watched the video of the Christian mom um, banishing... i don't know her children production crew yeah or maybe it's the production crew calling them dark sided
1: it's truly some of the best content of all time yeah jeffrey epstein is not a christian another working title for this episode
0: (laughs) yeah oh interesting interesting yeah that's interesting Chandler. i thought he was i thought he was i thought he was born again um
1: okay okay but yeah so i found that to be pretty chilling because I, I don't know, I feel like obviously you knew that Jeffrey Epstein was a bad person, but I feel like she she shed some new light on just like how evil he felt and how she told she told Bill that she felt like he was evil,
0: yeah. Yeah, it's very interesting. I think that there's so much like uh, like I saw this thing that was like you know now we know why Bill Gates is buying up all the farmland and like there's some conspiracy theory that he's like basically going to try to control the food supply to humanity. Like the, uh, the you're Bill into like, Gates. Yeah. I know I'm getting into like QAnon stuff, and that's not yeah. I don't believe it. But I think when I'm if you would let me finish my sentence, which before like censoring like, me,
1: just do uh, your own research, you know, <laughs> into the vaccine, <laughs> into the food supply before becoming my woke censor
0: police anyway i'm just saying that i think that melinda gates is actually like a very beautiful person for people to look to and realize like if melinda gates is involved in the gates foundation yeah. what they're doing they're not trying to kill humanity and control right, their right. food supply okay yeah. are you happy now do you realize I that guess. i'm not leading I mean, us down QAnon territory
1: I was, I was like well i don't know you've had a lot of profound like, spiritual experiences oh recently i don't know i don't know you anymore Um, But, yeah, that's a great point. Melinda seems like a truly, like, impactful, like, incredible woman.
0: Yeah, and I thought it was so cool. She talked about how billionaires, like, if you are lucky enough Mm -hmm. to be a billionaire, you should give away a lot of your wealth.
1: And you won't feel it. Yeah.
0: Yeah, 100%. This is another thing I want to say. So, like, living in Puerto Rico, like, where we do, like, I've kind of, like, it's just interesting. Like we're around a lot of different types of people, like people who are in echelons of wealth that we are absolutely, like like that are not in our stratosphere, but we're just around them, right? Mm -hmm, Maybe like mm -hmm. some with some degrees of separation or not, but we're around a lot of different types of people now. Mm -hmm. And I will just say, and I've kind of talked about this a little bit on the Patreon, like when you get to a level of wealth, when you get to a certain level of wealth where you suddenly have no constraints, like suddenly- you get to a level, and I have never experienced this personally, but i yeah. you get the point. You now are at a place in your life where the only constraints on you are, like, based on physics. It's, like, time and your health and your body and, like, mm-hmm. it's just, like, you know, it's, like, laws, the material maybe. world. Like, the laws of yeah. nature still constrain you, but that's it. Every, it you're suddenly in a, a universe where... There is nothing you can't do. And so I think that really rich people, like, when they suddenly are so unconstrained, they just get into weird stuff.
1: Like, they just get oh, yeah. into
0: weird well, I just think and it's weirder like,
1: stuff. I think it's just harder to get high on life, if you will. Exactly. Because you are suddenly, like, suddenly, like, going to
0: some five-star resort or having some crazy cool experience in nature or something – it doesn't yeah. do, like you need to push the boundaries,
1: or you are doing it so often, it just becomes like normal. So yes. yeah, exactly, exactly, that becomes um, the the new standard rather than like you know the um the whatever that becomes the rule. I guess. And I anyway. think on some level, it's like the thing that is fun
0: and exciting and creates that adrenaline now becomes like literally breaking laws and doing things that other people are oh, not yeah. allowed to yeah. do.
1: Yeah, totally. That interesting yeah 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 anyway anyways um those are my thoughts hopefully, hopefully georgina never gets to that level because you love her so much
0: well i mean, honestly like this is why like i i i georgina first of all i can't believe you would even imply that that could ever happen to them <laughs> um i was so offended when that person said the relationship was like a, a cover for him being gay oh, yeah. like it, yeah. it still is something i'm trying to work through um, so
1: thanks. It's thanks like there's for adding some internal to my plate. Like there's some there's some misogyny in there in that comment, I think. We can unpack yeah. another time. Anyway. Um, but
0: what I was gonna say is I don't know, there's just like I feel like there's just uh how do I even put this? It's better to not get there. You know what I mean? It's better what to do you mean, like not
1: not get that rich.
0: Yeah. Like I think it's better to have to live a life with constraints. Than to yeah. live a life that's yeah. completely unconstrained. Well, I think that people like, I who think are it's extremely wealthy can sometimes
1: be that. Yeah, I think that's sometimes I wouldn't know anything about this, but people who are extremely wealthy can also, it can be really very hard for them to like be happy, super happy and fulfilled. Ah,
0: uh, And that was something like Kagan and I kind of talked about recently because we're around yeah. a lot of different types of people. And we were like, the people we know who are worth like crazy amounts of money, they are in no way happier than mm-hmm. the other people would right, right like right. at all it's so right. interesting
1: well, the, but, if anything uh, they have but,
0: like other weird issues created by this like all this mm-hmm. stuff
1: well and I, I feel like ben and i were ben saw some reddit thread about like once you make a certain amount of money like the increase to your happiness really drops off if not like it's incremental right. if not if it doesn't if if it doesn't just you know altogether drop off at some point, so anyways.
0: well, it was funny. We talked to this guy who owns a super yacht, and yeah. um, and how how anyway, he was no, not DJ how how. Um, this is someone else, and he was just talking about how like you know he's put millions of dollars into it this year, and he's probably only used it for a couple weeks. And he was talking about how people treat him so differently now because, like,
1: yeah, you know, totally. now
0: people know kind of how much he has and, like, how right, they like it's, it like, out. now he can kind of get a meeting with anyone he wants. And, like, it's very mm-hmm. strange. And he's not an extrovert. He's an introvert. And so he's, like, oh, wow. it's just – and he's, like, and owning this thing is, like, a, it's basically, like, a full-time job of, like, managing people and managing mm-hmm. repairs and maintenance. Yeah. And he was like, talking about what a nightmare owning the super yacht is.
1: Wow. And
0: anyway, it's just interesting. It's just yeah. Some food for thought.
1: Yeah. Definitely. Okay. But okay. anyway we can proceed. Let's proceed. So well, I wanna move on to this article that I was completely uh clotheslined by. I don't really know exactly mm-hmm. what that means, but I, I think Closed it means that lined? it knocks you down. Clothesline. If something clotheslines you, like doesn't it kind of knock you down? It sounds like, a, like, a, like where you drag clothing on, like a clothesline. Yeah, probably. I know what a clothesline is. I'm just talking about the expression, a <laughs> clothesline. you. I've never
0: heard it before. I'm sorry. This is my nothing burger moment. I'm sorry. Okay.
1: I'm just going to look this up really quick. Clotheslined
0: expression. Riveting. Riveting con- content. This is where the three-star review risk comes yeah. in. Yeah.
1: <sighs> yes. Okay. Actually, to knock someone down by catching them by the neck with an outstretched arm. Anyways, you get knocked down. I was knocked down by this article that um, my friend Lee and Candace shared to me because a. I was also just shook that I hadn't heard, seen it before, or read it. Um, it's called "The Movie Star in Me." Lauren, had you Is heard of old? this at all? Is it well? Old? It's old. So came, it came out in January. It came out oh, right think- around the time that the new Taylor Swift kinda came out, I think. Not sorry, that wasn't January. That was like last fall. But um but yeah, it came out recently. I mean, so you, but you you like, like it was but, like six weeks old when you sent it to me. But it but it wasn't covered in any like I feel like large I follow tons of like, you know, gossip and celebrity like thought people and it wasn't covered there, which was shocking to me. So Yeah, that's actually really interesting. So yeah, like I didn't really like not skinny, but not fat didn't really talk about it. I mean, she doesn't re- really talk about Taylor Swift. It's a, it's a, okay, so let me just get into it. But I think that's one thing to know is that it wasn't really covered by a lot of like, like mainstream, I don't know, like gossip blogs. And to me, it's like, it's a pretty like scathing uh, read. Uh, anyways, it is a, the story of a young woman who interned a few years ago on a musical starring uh, a big name actor. So basically no one is named in this. But it's very easy to, once you kind of get into it, to realize who it is. Um, I mean, literally the header image on the article is a screen grab from Taylor Swift's All Too Well music video. So basically, um, it's about... Her experiences, interns' experience with Jake Gyllenhaal, and this article is attached to her name on Medium. Her like Medium yeah. profile, so it's not like she's anonymous or anything. She's not
0: anonymous, which
1: is very yeah. interesting that it wasn't covered. Basically, right, right, exactly. It wasn't just like this unfounded claim. Like she doesn't mention the the play by name, but it's pretty much confirmed that it was the play uh, "Sundays in the Park with George," which right. like, was on like, Broadway in twenty seventeen. It wasn't
0: like, it wasn't like a ahead. long Reddit entry or something like a rumor. Yes.
1: Yes, totally. It wasn't just like this anonymous comment. It was like truly, like a literally a a girl, a woman in, in in the professional, like you know, entertainment industry, coming out with her story. She doesn't name Jake Gyllenhaal, but it is pretty damn but clear she, that it's but she names Jake Gyllenhaal. She like, she names him. She might yeah, as well. She all but names him, like was, basically. Yeah, yeah.
0: Okay, but can, tell the tell the okay, so do a little so basically,
1: recap. Basically, yeah. So I'm doing a little recap, but what I'm going to read to you is the explanation from Melanie. Because they are, they summed it up and I didn't need to reinvent the wheel. But basically, from, from, from Lainey, yeah. This is the story of a young woman who interned a few years ago on a musical starring a big-name big actor who received great acclaim for his performance. What happened between them isn't criminal, but it is manipulative. And if you've been in a similar situation, several layers of power imbalance, an age difference, an ecosystem that is set up so that an entire community serves one person in the spotlight no matter what lines are blurred. Her experience will feel painfully familiar and real. Um, It also goes on to say, it's not hard to figure out who she's referring to the musical he was in, his family and the writer herself. She doesn't name him, but she names herself. She's a playwright and an actor. She works in the theater. So all of this can be tracked back to her. And given that she's clearly still in the early stages of her career, the fact that she's sharing what happened will come at great personal risk, which I think it already has. So that's, that's the end of that summary. So messed up. Yeah. Um, but basically she was a like production assistant or, or she's a playwright, but she's also, you know, basically serving as a production assistant on this play and they begin rehearsals. And I don't, I don't know all the stages of, you know, you know, Broadway, but basically in the very early stages of the, of the play, um, he begins to take a liking to her, taking a shine to her and fully starts to love bomb her. Right. Lauren, would you agree?
0: I wouldn't love, yeah, you know what he does? He just he just starts flirting with her really heavily. I wouldn't say love bomb, but I would say f- flirt really heavily. I think like, like I think flirt, love, bomb I guess, yeah, love bomb is a Yeah, maybe when you're love like ba- I want to marry you. I you are the my soulmate. Not I mean he like casually says that. He, he like casually says he, let's get married like as a joke, but he doesn't love bomb her. I disagree with that.
1: Well, maybe he doesn't like love bomb her, but he like. He comes I on to her he- really heavily. He comes on to her extremely heavily, but it's all, that it feels like love bombing because, like, anyone who comes on to you that heavily before you've even kissed, it's, like, pretty crazy. So he basically starts, you know, saying, you know, I like you. I, I think you're really pretty. Um, I mean, a lot of just, like, and, and what's crazy is that she, like, kind of directly quotes him in the article. She, like, will italicize phrases that are, like, him speaking to her. And it's it's really fascinating you look beautiful like let me look at you like he'll say to her as they're just like in you know this these like either they're like staging the play or whatever I don't know what the terms are but basically and and everyone around them is like seeing this like her mentor and the other like you know production people and obviously you know she starts to like she's she's completely like caught off guard and I think also flattered by it right
0: yeah. I mean, that's why these, these conversations and like this whole story is so complicated because like, yes, there was an d- age difference there. She was 23, he was 35, but it's not like she was 23 and he was 55. Like, and he was like a very attractive movie star. So like, there is like this, I'm like any young woman, I'm sure in she, chance she, right. she was attracted to him. Like that's why this is complicated to talk about because it's not this cut and dry situation where it's, just so obvious how uncomfortable she would be i think everyone mm-hmm. basically congratulated her and acted like right, this is like right. the best thing that's ever happened or, to her
1: and then also thanked her for being such a good influence on him because he's this you know temperamental actor um, right.
0: thanked her for essentially putting up with what can only be described as intense sexual harassment like there's a part right, where right. he is laying under her desk and mm-hmm. while she's working in a dress, like how inappropriate yeah, yeah. is that?
1: Right, right, right. And he is Jake Gyllenhaal. He is like the star of this show. So nobody right. is going to say anything. Um, so basically at well, at one point she has an interaction with uh, like, so this, this goes on over the course of the weeks of, you know, the play and, and pr- rehearsal and everything. And And at one point someone, in fact, I think the, the president of I don't I'm not sure their position but like somebody high a level above her says you seem stressed and she types a note out to this person where she says' because everyone's obviously in on this and, and the note that she types out says it's so hard because I do like him and now I'm confused and then he was flirting and I always sort of brush it off and he said I should give in to the flirting because it's fun but I want to stay professional too I just feel very out of my element and I don't know what I'm doing I don't want to get attached but i'm worried i will um and this person just reads what she w- writes and then hands her back to the, the phone and never addresses it ever again right right anyways this article is very long like it, it it's essentially it's like a 45 minute read because it's, it basically goes by like day by day everything that happens and you know it gets to the point where they do sort of have to, uh, a physical relationship and he and then like he kind of starts to acknowledge how young she is and their age difference. And it just sort of takes a, a kind of sick, like, maybe that's too strong a word. It just starts to take a darker turn because he then just fully starts to like, he's already playing head games with her, but like he doesn't reply for a very long time. And it just, she goes through this whole manipulative cycle with him and it's very, very sad. Um, And I think, yeah yeah, go ahead. Well, I want to say that there's, so here's what kind
0: of made my blood boil about it. Beyond the workplace sexual harassment, which I have had my own personal experience with that I'll share, mm-hmm. but like, I I feel like what made me really upset was not just that he was like a movie star and flirting with her, and that she was experiencing this horrible dynamic while she's trying to like start and build her career, right? Um, but also that he was like really like mind effing her, like he says, mm-hmm. um, okay, so. So there, this is one point I want to quote. He's, so she says, once the song had successfully been staged, so basically mm-hmm. like they'd, they'd prep for a part of the musical, the movie yeah. star took my hand in his, examining each of my fingers, and says, we should get married. I replied, okay, without glancing up from my computer. I'm serious, he says. We should just disappear and get married and have a bunch of kids. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I looked up and he said, I'm too old for you. Or he chuckled, I'm too old for you. I'm trying really hard not to find you so hot so we can be friends like he's not just Ugh. coming on to her he's making it seem like he's actually interested in her and like her soul right, right, and like right. her being when really yep. this is just a game and like a fun it's a game. infatuation for him exactly and that yeah. i think is what's so
1: malevolent about it
0: mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
1: and we haven't even and, like really to, like, not cool yeah i mean i think it just it, it just shows that that is his energy in romantic situations like he it's all a game where he is like essentially like teasing and and manipulating and twisting and playing with somebody until you know until they kind of give in to him and then you know when when that person sometimes like gives themselves over to him then he just like you know changes completely um yeah, and I mean, also because then the game is yeah.
0: over and it's no longer right. fun anymore um yeah. and yeah. he has what he wants and then he has to deal with the real human in front of him who has mm-hmm. complex emotions and needs and once that's in front of him he splits he just wants to then right. fantasize about the next 22 year old yeah and yeah, yeah i yeah. mean the other thing i wanted to say what that i thought was really i mean, despicable yeah was that just the way that she was so effectively completely offered up to, to him basically like mm-hmm. as an offering yep, by right. everyone in the workplace and then completely discarded when she was, no Oh yeah. Useful. Nobody. Like, once he, he was done with her, they were done with her.
1: Yeah. Yeah. They didn't care. I, I want to read some, so some of his text messages to her because I think they show the degree of like, of, of guy of, I don't know, just the degree to which he knows how to like play women. Um, yeah. So like just one example. Okay. You know, this is day 41. This day 41, she says, somehow the romance continued. Just when I thought he'd forgotten me, he would text, hey, you, period. My friends marveled as my phone lit up with his name. And he says, more time together, please. Like, Ben has never texted me more time together, please. <laughs> it's insane. It's like it's he knows exactly what he's doing.
0: Yeah, it's, it's very, I mean, it's just very clear that he is trying to make, he's trying to trick her into thinking that he's sincerely interested in her. Right, right. That's, that's right. What's obvious. Yeah, yeah. Um,
1: so, like, yeah, it's, I'm going to read this other excerpt really quick. So he says, how come I don't hear from you? A shooting star sent as he landed in Oklahoma. Pictures of the set. You miss me? And I did. 31 days since our first kiss. 31 days that would be neatly summed up in a movie montage. We agreed to get together the Friday after Thanksgiving. I came back from Long Island early. Asked what time we should meet. Hours later, he replied that he was still in Vermont. As I sat alone in my apartment, humiliation raged in my chest. When he texted the next day asking to meet up, I didn't hesitate. My hair was straightened, my eyebrows plucked, my makeup delicately applied, my heart thumping as I rang the doorbell. And like, I think when somebody when somebody plays with you like this, it's just kind of toxic and it's impossible to not like give in. Yeah, I mean,
0: also also it's super exciting.
1: Mm-hmm. And this
0: is something mm-hmm. that I kind of talked about in my solo episode, but sometimes when you meet the right person, it's not as exciting because they're not doing right. all this crazy stuff to you. Where right. they right. drop you for a night, and you got mm-hmm. already, and then and then you don't know if they like you, and then that moment comes where they do like you and you get that surge of right. It's not the roller coaster, and so. It is like, I and also, I will say that when you're 22, you experience these things in such a heightened way. You don't have the maturity of time and perspective to understand what's really happening.
1: Yeah, absolutely. So you can't
0: like, like love on some level just feels different as you get older. And so I just think it's like, it's playing on a young person's emotions is that's why it's so toxic.
1: And compound that with the fact that he is a fudging movie star
0: yes exactly exactly and and you know there is a part of me and i know this is like kind of a sick part of me um but there's a part of me that's like wow what a life experience to have had like i know it was traumatic and terrible but how interesting to have experienced an actual movie star's glow upon you like that's a very interesting experience most people have not
1: had it is interesting i just think that it would reverberate like through your life in a traumatic way like much deeper than like anything else i mean so then which brings me to my next big part of this conversation is like this only in my opinion validates taylor swift's account of him because it it maps completely with with the intense love or at least intense flirting and intense romance and chemistry you know i mean it also tracks with uh the fact that it's it's so intense and then it's gone and 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 it's like it 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 almost validates and also invalidates her experience with him because it's like, well, I don't buy that he was in love with Taylor Swift. And then he just like I just think she was unfortunately another one of his victims. Exactly. Exactly.
0: I think you're spot on there. Right. Where like and that's I think why we were so kind of uh, mm, disapproving when when her entire narrative about him or like when that new 10 minute version and that movie was basically like her culminating in her entire identity being about this three month relationship or whatever it was because we don't want to give guys that play us that validation you know like Mm -hmm, the important mm -hmm. thing is to move beyond them and to no longer give it like they're no longer care so anyway um no i I completely agree with you
1: also it just like proves That you know, I saw this take about how, you know, Taylor is seen as like this, like, can, you know, man, man hater or at least like someone who's always being melodramatic about her previous romances. But all of her stuff is like corroborated. Think about John Mayer. Think about, you know, Jessica Simpson, like and Jake Gyllenhaal, just another one one of those
0: out there like
1: this. Like, that's the
0: thing people don't that. That's the thing we need to appreciate. You know, there are a lot of guys who are very manipulative with women. Also, yeah. there are women who are manipula- manipulative with men, so Absolutely. it can go both ways. Yeah. Um Anyways, I do this... want to say. Yeah. Oh yeah. Go ahead. Well, I kind of want to say, and I just want to touch on this. Like, I personally have had an experience of sexual harassment in the workplace, mm-hmm. and it's such a it's such an interesting thing. So when this happened to me, I was twenty seven. And mm-hmm. I was working at a corporate job or I, I was working in a big corporate environment. Mm-hmm. Um, and the he wasn't on the executive team. He was above them. I think he was like the chairman of the board at one point. Anyway, he started pursuing me. And my mm-hmm. boss at the time, who I actually still adore and have, I yeah. think is wonderful, he like encouraged me to date this person while I was dating Kagan. And I had to be like, mm-hmm. no, I'm not interested. I'm not yeah. interested in dating this person. Yeah. And it was extremely uncomfortable for me and excruciating, yeah, yeah. but also so complicated because I remember being like, "No, this situation is my fault. Like, I created the situation because I was too nice and too chummy with this person. Right, like, right, I right. did this. This is yeah, of my own yeah. doing, and yeah. so I can't complain about this. And yeah. now I look back on that with a few years behind me, and like, there's also like an interesting dynamic of it too where. I continued to be, maintain like a relationship on some level, like a professional relationship with this person, because at one point I wanted to start a business and like sought them for guidance, advice, Mm -hmm. and as a potential investor, like I utilized that relationship after the, I think, period of sexual harassment happened. Like in a way, in a lot of, in kind of in a similar way that women who were in contact with, uh, what's Harvey Weinstein, and were assaulted by him not that I I was not assaulted but like maintain that relationship as well like it's so complicated
1: and dynamic right well it's just also just not it's not a cut and dry thing where you just you know report them to HR and then you know you never have to deal with it ever again and they get fired and it's like you know or like yeah, it's very complicated. Yeah,
0: because the thing is, is like there's so many consequences for mm-hmm. for really um solving the situation. Like you don't really solve the situation. What you do is create a bunch of other problems. Like you create right, a problem right. with oh. your boss mm-hmm. who was trying to essentially offer you up as a twenty-seven year old to a sixty year old. Like mm-hmm. and you create a bunch of other issues. And, well, I and look it's back like at it, the situation.
1: Yeah. Go well, ahead.
0: and I just remember like it was so like what happened was so inappropriate and not cool. And then for like the year afterward that I was there at the company, I had to basically like hide from this person whenever he was around Mm -hmm. the office. And I had to like, I remember I still had access to the calendar so I could see when he would come in and was coming in. And I would literally hide. Like I would not work at my desk, I would hide. And it was just so painful. And I think that, I just think, that I really resonated with what she said about being like offered up, you know? Yeah. And, yeah, totally. And it's just totally. It's just yeah. that's why I yeah, I just really resonated with that. And I think that there's yeah. probably yeah. like and I don't know. It's just it's just so bothersome when people think it's okay. Like, oh, you're 27. Here's a 60-year-old. Like, mm-hmm. why why don't you want to date him? Oh, you're, I know right, you're already right. in a relationship, but why not? Right.
1: He, you know yeah. like what yeah. the f- yeah yeah boys club sorry yeah I I remember this yeah yeah, it's awful I mean just also the fact that like hiding from him like I just don't think men ever feel like oh this is an uncomfortable situation you know like (laughs) I need to hide I don't think men ever feel that way (laughs) for the most part
0: yeah I think that it was just so painfully awkward right and,
1: yeah. like, and just it, uncomfortable, it never, and you can do your job. You can do your job.
0: It fully like, yes. And it fully, I couldn't th- concentrate or think um when this person was around. And like yeah. also it it kind of like never really stopped until like this yeah. pr- until it was over, like until I was laid right. off. Like it basically well, never ended. And yeah. so like there were there was always like a strange email that came in or something weird. And ultimately, I just think it's like, really, here's what I want to say. I think it's really sick that we think that this is just something that should be okay. And a woman should just put up with and like that should just deal with Mm -hmm. and manage. And it just becomes your own private emotional burden. And I totally resonated with her experience.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I've had like I had the, like, I mean, I've had different scenarios, but, like, that one coworker who would, like, older, married, would, like, like my photos, like, old photos of mine late at night and on Instagram who followed me. And then, like, you were, like, you were, like, you should just, like, you need to tell HR because, you know, it wasn't as – he wasn't sending me messages asking me out or anything, but it was – there was interest of some sort. And I was just, like, I don't really, like – we don't work together at all. Like, this is weird that you even follow me on Instagram. And anyways, I remember just also like, you know, they moved his desk like away from mine, but then that was so freaking awkward too. Cause then it was like, I knew that was all because of me and his team all knew that was because of me. And it's like, then I've gotten to this weird, like gaslighting stage where I'm like, well, this wasn't that big of a deal. You know, he was just like occasionally poking me on Facebook and then liking some of my photos like late Uh, Like at night at random times Like from four or five years ago Like it's not the biggest deal in the world Maybe he's just a weird guy And then I was like the moment when I knew Was just when I was like okay I actually realized that I was If I was going to work late I wouldn't work at the office Because I was afraid that he would be there And we would be alone together
0: Yes that's the thing It's like the fear of being alone with that person Is so strong and visceral I remember one time the person messaged me And was like I'm going to try to steal you away for lunch Like from the boss you know And it's just Mm -hmm. like the fear of being alone in a vehicle with that Mm -hmm. person. And then, but then you're so right. Like you get into this mode where you're like, no, I was too nice. I Mm -hmm. gave this person the, like part of my job as an executive assistant was being charming, was being fun, was being dynamic, was being, it was was being Mm -hmm. a little flirty, you could say. Yeah. And I think I, like, I definitely was like, no, I created this problem. This is my issue to do it. In the same way that you're like, no, I. This is something that I took the wrong way. Like he was just on yeah. Instagram scrolling right. through my old photos and being nice. Like, yeah, it's totally. Just so He's got kids. Up. Like, what,
1: what? doesn't matter? You know?
0: Yes, and now, and the thing that's different with your situation was like you were kind of new at the company, so you didn't have like a bunch of like like long relationships. You didn't want to sully by being stern about the situation.
1: Totally, you could kind of
0: just like be very clinical with him, but like I couldn't. Like I couldn't like it didn't feel that way because I just had yeah. so much well and your boss was like my emotional I mean, relationships
1: yeah absolutely yeah no it was yeah. completely different scenario I mean also it was a very clear-cut like pursuing you t- mess private messages to you yeah like uh, it's just it's a lot and it's really sad um, anyway I think just, like yeah. to to your point about what happened like this this other like idea that just everyone basically around her completely failed her and i just think that you know people need to recognize that we all need to have a very very like hard shift with the way that we treat workplace romances and flirtations because it, the majority of them are harmful like the, the majority yes. of them are not just like lateral romances that you know are totally above board it's like it's harmful well this
0: is the other thing too is she has this moment in the article where he says you know is this making you uncomfortable? Mm-hmm. And and she basically was like, I just couldn't say it was. Like it was too awkward right. and weird. And now I doubt whether I should even write this article because I basically gave him permission to sexually harass me. And this is what I want to say. If you have to ask the person if what you're doing is making them uncomfortable in a professional environment, it's not appropriate. Don't do it.
1: Right, right, right.
0: Yeah. Like yeah. you should never have to ask that question.
1: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. 100%. I mean, it's just, like, sad because, like, every woman I know basically has an experience like this. I mean, and honestly, like, I thought – now I'm just fully, like, venting. But, like, I thought, like, after what had happened at, like, the restaurant we worked at, like, I thought that I would, like, join a corporate world and that it would be better. Just feels so, like, naive to say. But that I thought it would be different. Like, I I had, like, someone make a really, like, sexually – a violent comment about me like to someone i was like having a relationship with at work which was like you know probably also not great on my part but whatever i mean it, yeah but also it was
0: a rush it was a storm, lateral thing you guys were like yeah yeah i knew you guys were not there was no weird power dynamic
1: there was no weird power dynamic at all and a lot of people but I, ha- I had i had my
0: at work so it's
1: like right. it's totally different i had like my i had our head chef make like a comment about like like rape essentially to me to not to me, excuse me, to him about me, encouraging him. And when I elevated this because he told me or someone else was, he t- he said in front of like eight different people, um, like when I told our restaurant ownership about it, they told me that they were fully prepared with their legal team or like the legal counsel that they had to, if I was going to escalate this further, that they would, you know, they were, were prepared to defend themselves. And I think he went to an anger management class. And when I said, like, hey, can I not work with this person at least? Because if they're comfortable making that type of aggressive comment out loud to eight different people, men and women, after I've left for the day, like, can I just not work with him? Because what is he thinking, like, in his, you know, solo? Um, I was told, like, no, that wasn't a possibility. Anyways, I don't yeah, know if I explained I mean- that right, but.
0: No, I think you, you hundred percent explained it. And the, it's just, it's so corrosive to the human soul to be, to be treated like a piece of meat and to be commodified. Mm-hmm. And then to be essentially what that management team
1: at the restaurant did was show you that you were disposable and yeah. care about you at all. I was not protected or valued at all. And it's like, you know, it doesn't matter if you work in, you know, a corporate advertising job or if you're a hostess at a restaurant you should be treated with respect and you should be protected. And I think that's why
0: like the, the me too movement and all of that stuff is so important because like, while it might seem like, you know, kind of, uh, intense and people don't like it when women are intense, you know, people don't like it when, when there are firm rules and, you know, but the reason why all this stuff is so important is because there has to be clear boundaries because otherwise, people take advantage, and this happens, yeah. and it's so damaging.
1: Right, right, right.
0: Um. Anyways, this took a turn. Yeah, took a turn. But this is what I'm saying. Like, this podcast is is us being vulnerable and sharing things mm-hmm. that have happened in our lives, and like, yeah, it's not always gonna be. It's like, you know, like stuffing chocolates into our mouths, Lucy and Ethel moments. Right, like it's, right. It's, it's this podcast is like us in a strange yeah. way. So yeah. it's it's a lot. It's a lot. I mean, it's a lot of vulnerability. Okay, so we we're going to talk about a Reddit article about this guy who was 34 and his wife hit 29. They're not actually married. He's she's her his spiritual wife. Um, that's the term he used. He mm-hmm. she requested that he pay her 50 grand to have their child because they split everything down the middle, and she was going to have to take off work, and she was going to you know lose that time and that that time making money um and so she asked to be to basically be compensated anyway we'll try to get to that on the patreon because it's gonna we're already too it's too, too big of a conversation and it's too long um but one thing i wanted to talk about jan so moving on from that just a little tease mm-hmm. of that but i put on the instagram like oh is there anything else you wanted to, us to chat about yeah and um heather one of our dear listeners wrote thoughts on extra piercings and tiny tattoo trends. Oh yeah. Yeah. Okay. So I actually have had a complete change in my thoughts on all of this that I want to okay to t- tell you about. Um. So when we were traveling, we were traveling. One of the girls we were traveling with, she has very like intense tattoos on her legs. I think they're like snakes, mm-hmm. and and anyway, they're like they're. They're definitely visible. They're not just like delicate tattoos. No, these are like big snake tattoos on her legs. And she's otherwise like very much like a girl next door vibe. Like okay. she's very, she's she's like the sweetest human being. I mean, truly like one of the most beautiful human beings I've ever met. Yeah. And I was talking with her and she was like, yeah, one of the reasons I got my tattoos was because I wanted people to know that I wasn't going to try to be what they wanted me to be. And I knew that if I got these big tattoos that there was no going back and that like I was never going to be what society and what this culture is telling me I need to be like I'm going to be my own individual and and it's like a permanent message that I am not what people want me to be and I am myself and it was like so rad and amazing Yeah. yeah and I guess my thoughts on like I I I used to not want a, a second or third piercing because I didn't want extra holes on my wedding day. That's how much like conservative culture had like seeped into my brain. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I guess now I'm like I kind of love it. I love people just being themselves and adorning their body however they want to.
1: Right. And I mean, especially with of, a a piercing. Like piercings are just like so not a big deal to me.
0: Yeah, and it's like, who cares if it's like not if it, like i think like one of the common arguments against tattoos is like oh they don't look good as you get older it's like who cares you know right. like right. who cares what why yeah. do, who cares if they don't look as pristine as you get older it's just right. so interesting so well, who cares so if my like thoughts are... you don't always look 20 yeah like that's another thing uh someone commented and i've kind of talked about on the instagram someone commented on my solo patreon episode they're like like all this sun fear is just so and i'm paraphrasing and elaborating on their comment but the message is basically like so toxic to like the human spirit essentially that like we need to avoid the sun like the sun is so good for you and like playing outside with your kids and being Mm -hmm. outside is just so good for the human spirit like who cares about what it does to like how young and smooth we look
1: right right i mean i I couldn't agree more. I am, like, a sun person. Although, I, I want to protect my skin. I don't want to get melanoma. Um, but I, like, love being in the sun. I absolutely yeah, love it.
0: And there's something about doing what you can to, like, to be – to feel your best. And if that's skincare yeah. and putting on SPF, that's amazing. But I just think it's, like – that also is, like, such a good
1: message. Mm-hmm. You know? Agreed. Agreed. Yeah. 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 I mean, I have I have extra – piercings i have like two extras i I think i'm gonna get another one um, i'm gonna get i I got three i got two extra piercings in each ear, and then i got them out because i wanted for
0: my wedding day to be like this vestal you know bride with 30. only one piercing in each yeah. ear, like approved yeah. by by the powers that be but right. now i'm the like so over everywhere it. yeah it who, just cares? Matter. Well, who cares
1: yeah, it doesn't like, matter it doesn't matter it literally doesn't matter someone so asked funny. me about my observations about nyc lately did you see this? Oh yeah, I did.
0: Well, how what are you they thinking said, about crime, social
1: scene, new areas to live in? Um, in terms of crime, I live in a safe neighborhood. Like arguably one of the safest neighborhoods in the city. I I'm not worried about like crime. I don't feel like crime is like on the rise. This isn't Gotham City. Um I do think that there are just like a lot of as far as like this other question, the questions like, you know, new areas to live in, I think that, you know, there's like just still so many good apartments that you can nab in the city, you know, in all different kinds of neighborhoods. I do think that like there are like amazing parts of Brooklyn and, you know, up, and even maybe parts of the Upper West Side that are like a little bit more affordable. But yeah, there's like, there's just, I don't really know exactly what they mean by new areas to live in. But the, it, basically what I'm saying is you don't just have to live in like, you know, the Lower East Side or like West Village. To be cool, Um, there's lots of other like, you know, great places to live, and I do think that I guess COVID restrictions just got lifted yesterday, I believe. So New York's back, baby! Like, actually, like I don't think they can ask for vaccine stuff at restaurants anymore, which wasn't really bothersome to me. But that's just I guess the way the city's going, and the mask mandates are are gone. So I don't know. It just feels amazing. I guess New York is
0: truly. Most magical place, and you did you feel that way when that. you came here? Yes, 100%. really percent. I didn't know that and you felt you that living, way. Yeah, and you living in that beautiful studio in beautiful Upper West Side, like two blocks from um Central Park. I mean, your life is just incredible.
1: It's oh, so thank cool. you. I think also I'm gonna stay in my apartment. Did I tell you this? You
0: did, and I'm and I'm so happy to hear that. You because it's just worth it. It's worth it for your yeah. quality of life.
1: I'm gonna paint my walls and I'm gonna stay, baby. I'm staying. Yeah.
0: Chandler was gonna like try to save money and move to like a, a worse cool. apartment or like a not a great apartment or get yeah. roommates. And and I'm just so I mean happy also not doing
1: that. it just doesn't really matter because whatever money I would probably save with a marginally like cheaper apartment I would spend moving my stuff and the risk of what. Kind of grenade
0: a roommate could throw into your mental health yeah, like a bad roommate exactly. potentially yeah oh, also another thing Ain't, i want to say though yeah sorry yeah. do you want to say no, something oh no, no you go okay someone wrote someone message him was like you've advocated for not having savings have you changed your oh, mind yeah. on that i need to i need to clear this up i have not advocated for not having savings here's what i advocate for i think that if you were in your 20s especially living in an expensive city and you make $65,000 a year, like putting away $300 a month, that could be the difference between you having a nice meal and like a nice pair of shoes and like, Mm -hmm. you know, maybe like a new jacket or something. Like (laughs) This is literally sounding like Charles
1: Dickens. A a wool jacket, (laughs) nice pair of shoes. Like putting, oh, like putting away this
0: like... Morsel of money that's going to yeah. be the difference between you like eating ramen and like being able to like go to the grocery store. I don't know. It's just to me. I mean,
1: dumb. I I think contribute to your four hundred one k always. Yeah, you know, like make sure that you have something like some type of backup. You know, if you don't have, to have a financial safety net in the form of like parents or yeah. siblings that can help you out. Um, it's advice
0: like, from, and i do uh, think that's
1: a privilege for sure. Yeah. So i think no matter what contribute to your 401k. Like you should have something being saved for you. Um but i guess aggressively saving is something that's just hard to do when you make that little of money in a in a big city.
0: Yeah, and and i guess my point was like just, you know, enjoy life to the fullest. Don't really worry about it. Like, like the thing you should focus on is having as much fun as possible, and also like moving the needle in your earning potential. Like, yes, that extra, yeah. yes, compound interest is great, and the extra, you know, you could have thirty grand by the time you're thirty. de doo Like, who cares? Like, you can also just be a person who can make that kind of money really quickly. You know, if you focus more on. Right. Being better in your skill set, yeah. so there's yeah. that. That kind of is my point, but I definitely believe in being a person who has savings eventually.
1: Yeah, yeah. So I believe absolutely. I believe in a savings, of course.
0: Um. Okay, Chan. Anything else, Lauren, It's been no. a great episode. Great episode.
1: Thanks for coming on
0: I my podcast. This is actually audible for people to listen to. We'll see. I'm sure. Well, let's hope. Okay. Um, you're welcome for coming on your podcast. I do what I can. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm
1: yeah i, I realized this episode took some turns oh um but i think it was good yeah
0: um it's emblematic of exactly what our podcast is we need to do the giveaway let's do it really oh, fast. yeah let's do it, so it. The yeah. giveaway okay can you okay. pull can you do the random number number generator yeah. on google yeah. please we had 78 entries you guys these giveaways are helping us so much we're gonna do a break for the rest of march 71 you said 78 so random number between one and 78 okay Okay. so i'm just gonna let everyone know we're gonna do a break for the rest of march just so there isn't giveaway fatigue we'll be back with a new one in april
1: um but we're so grateful for everyone who entered because it like it is absolutely helping us i know it's really moving the needle and we're seeing a lot of growth so thank you to everyone like and also people have been so thoughtful about what they've said about the podcast like people have been amazing we love our listeners it's so so wonderful okay um are you ready? Yes. Okay. um Max 78, right? It's our top number. Yeah. 178. Okay, okay here we go. One, th- one, two, three, three, two, one, 44.
0: Oh my gosh. The winner, Chandler, is Paige B underscore Nelson.
1: Woo-hoo! Paige B Nelson. So oh my God. Paige Nelson. Paige, maybe she's like, you know, going by her middle name all the time. Thank you for entering our giveaway. We're so excited. So excited and thank you everyone who entered. Truly, it means the world
0: and it's just, yeah, helps us so much. So yes. we will be back next week with a new episode and we will have a hot Patreon episode coming out this Friday and this Friday, our Patreon episode, it's going to be about my metamorphosis and probably this Reddit article and other fun things. So if okay. you want to hear about the transformation and things I've been going through that have been really cool that I cannot describe, that I cannot talk about publicly get on patreon baby
1: get on the patreon baby all right bye I right. love, love you too bye. bye
0: that's all for now folks don't forget give us a five-star review hit us up on instagram at pop apologists and we will see you next week live every wednesday